Hey everyone, we've got something a little special for y'all. Back on August 10th, Bria was over at the One More Page bookstore, moderating a panel with Zoraida Cordova, author of Star Wars A Crash of Fate, one of the Galaxy's Edge tie-in novels. Hope y'all enjoy. Doing this for all my other author friends, then I'm like, oh wait, I should just sit back and do nothing. Sit back, relax, mm-hmm. chill out, yeah. enjoy yourself. <laughs> okay, I have to keep like this, because I don't okay. want to see all of them. She actually hasn't shown them to me yet, um, and... That was on the, purpose. <laughs> I did an event on Monday with other Star Wars author, uh, Justina Ireland. She gave me the questions in advance, and I still didn't look at them <laughs> until, like, seconds before we started the event. Um, so, all right. Yeah. Well, there's one know. in particular. There's a couple we're going to do rapid fire at the end. Okay. And then there's one I just want to get your – I just want to see your genuine reaction. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's do this. Okay. I'm nervous. Okay. It's cool. <laughs> we're having fun here. So how does it feel to have written a Star Wars book? Has it written has it sunk in yet? Not really. I I don't remember writing it. <laughs> like, um, I was given the the job in September, started working on it in November, and finished it on New Year's Day in Amsterdam. <laughs> um, I did a writing retreat with two of my friends and we were in this, this, this like canal house. And if you like six of crows, I was like walking around the canals being like, I'm Kaz Brecker, you know? Um, did you have the cane? I didn't, I didn't. Um, but I did have a long black coat and Perfect. black gloves. Perfect. So, um, I, so after I finished, I hit like, you know, the end, I just reread it and sent my in my first draft, and then we started the whole process. Um, but the entire time I was writing it, I was like this ball of anxiety because it's so much pressure to to do justice to a world that means so much to so many people, and Star Wars is like a lifestyle. <laughs> um, and so it, you know, it, I know that it means a lot to, to everybody and it means a lot to me. And so ne- maybe in like two weeks when I get to go to Galaxy's Edge, I'll be like, oh yeah, I wrote a Star Wars. <laughs> We're going to get back to you going to Galaxy's Edge in a minute, but which I'm super jealous. Can I just go in your suitcase maybe? Yeah. I won't take up much space. That's fine. Okay, cool. Uh, put on a curly haired wig and you'll be Zoraida Cordova. It's fine. It'll be fine. Uh, so what is your Star Wars origin story? Like, how did you get into this, this galaxy? You know, I feel like people have been asking me that a lot this uh, in, in the upcoming weeks uh, to, to book release. And I honestly can't remember. I feel like Star Wars has always been in the zeitgeist of my family life. Um, I, I We watched it in Ecuador in Spanish, but I don't remember it. Um, and then, because it was huge over there, right? And, like, my uncles really loved it. And that's when they were teenagers. So they were, like, super nerds about it. Um, and then in high school, I, I had the, um, I think that was when they remastered the, the original trilogy. 96, 97. Yeah. Um, and, or junior high school. And so like we had those tapes, but one specific memory that I have is my mom's coworker came home, like gave her a box of Star Wars toys and he was in his forties. So he just like was this like, you know, man who had all of these Star Wars toys and he gave them to us. And I like think about him sometimes and I'm like what happened to this man was he having like a midlife crisis that he was just like it's time for me to give up my Star Wars toys I like what I like I worry about him now I like think about him I'm like where is he (laughs) and I still have a lot of them in my like in my hat in my apartment and um that was sort of the next step to making Star Wars like a physical thing because we did like my mom like we couldn't afford to buy like 
a lot of stuff like that. So it just brought Star Wars to another level for my brother and myself, in addition to having the movies. Um, so, I mean, that's not really an origin story, but it's like some of my memories that I have of Star Wars. Yeah. So I could ask you to just play an old described book, but that would oh. be boring. Okay. That would be really boring. And you and I are both very much online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on Twitter. No, I we can't. We see memes. I can't do 240 words. No, 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 it's, it's, I would like you to describe a crash of fate like it's a Reddit relationships post. <laughs> like? Like the I-23 female. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Uh, challenge accepted. Um, I'm really happy with this question. Eighteen-year-old female. Am an aspiring smuggler that has to deliver a package on the planet Batu, which was my original home planet. Um, and I, eighteen-year-old male, just quit my job as a farmer and have no idea what to do with my life. Uh, and I just saw my ex-best friend on the on planet and accidentally gave away her package to somebody else. Uh, and now we have to... Now we have to get it to the right person uh, and fall in love in 24 hours. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that mine? That's pretty close. I, I would have involved the should I punch him, Bart, but you know. <laughs> That's pretty close. I like yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't looked at a lot of Reddit posts, so... It's been on Twitter. That's been the meme all on Twitter this week. See, the other meme that I like is describing things uh, with, like, uh, fan fiction titles. Oh! So it would okay, be... Okay, what are the tags? The Tell tags, me the tags. The tags would be um, friends to lovers, okay. right? Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. It would also be... Uh, I don't know what... I don't know a lot of uh, fan fiction tags. It would also be... Um, have to spend the day, force to spend the day together, um, force to take off my shirt and hand it over to you because your clothes are wet. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a tag, but it should be on air three. <laughs> right? Can you think of uh, others? Um, yes, but none of them apply to this book. Okay. <laughs> no, those are, those are, those are, yeah, those, yeah, those, those are, are just solid yeah. ones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. We're about to die. Can I kiss you? No. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I can think of is uh, there was only one bed, but <laughs> it's not one. Maybe for the next, if there's a next book, <laughs> they were roommates. That's another solid one. Doesn't apply here, but she she does worry because she invites him. Like this is not really a spoiler, but she and um, there's 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 a the opportunity for him to like be on her ship and. Um, she thinks about it. She's like, but there's only one bed. Um, and it doesn't happen, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so what sort of guidance did Lucasfilm give you when they said, hey, we want you to write a book and you have to write it pretty fast? Yeah. So the thing about Lucasfilm is they're very, um, they're very generous with uh, the, the backlog of information that they have. So I had all of these encyclopedias of of creatures from from like the galaxy, all of the visual encyclopedias that have come out recently. Um, and so I would have the visual encyclopedias, this this uh, PDF that I got to log into about the theme park, uh, which was watermarked every single time I logged on down to the second. 
with my name and email. <laughs> uh, so every time I logged on, I had this like spike of anxiety, like they know what I'm doing. Um, and so, uh, so they gave me that because not only was I working with Lucasfilm in their story group, I was working with the Imagineers of the theme park. And so the theme park piece, so basically three, three rounds of, of groups had to read my book. Um, and it was almost kind of embarrassing when they would all get to like the kissing scenes and be like, would this happen here? You know, just like, you know, stuff like that. Um, but then, then there was also the, um, the, the parts where there were times where I needed to create a scene. And if, if like this, if a speeder couldn't do this thing that I needed it to do, then I was like, the entire scene doesn't work. Please make the speeder, please break my speeder so that I could fix it later. Um, and they gave me the jargon that I would need, uh, in order to make it work. Uh, so between the, the maps and, and development of, of Batu from Imagineering, the, the books that I was given access to, um, I was pretty much covered with, um, with, with trying to create the story. Um, because I, in the beginning, the first thing you say, it's like, well, I love Star Wars, but there's a lot of technical stuff that I don't know. Like, I don't know the names of everything or everyone or, you know, the things that like, it's kind of like when you're intimidated about sports, when you're like, I love football, but it's like, oh, do you know Tom Brady's the year that he lost his tooth? Are you a real Tom Brady fan? Stuff like that, right? So that was intimidating. But at the end of the day, everyone was really cool and really like, if you if there was something that you didn't know, all you had to do was ask. That's good. Um, so, but for the book itself, mm -hmm. were they just like, write a romance book or do they give you more specific so guides they said, to come um, up with a story? <laughs> I guess my name came up when they were like, who can write a YA romance for, but for like Galaxy's Edge? And then they put my name in the ring. Um, and they asked me for a pitch and I said, what about, hear me out, <laughs> before sunset, the Ethan Hawke movie meets Star Wars. <laughs> um... And I just in my, immediately I thought of this like wild twenty four hour chase across this planet um, or this outpost, and they were like, "Sure, run with it." Like the only parameters are that it has to line up with Delilah Dawson's book, uh, which is Black Spire coming August twenty seventh, uh, and that's it. Um, and it and like it has to work within the t the frame of the theme park and and the events that are happening on Batu. Because if you don't know about Galaxy's Edge yet. Um, the the resistance is there hidden on the planet and also the first order is there but they're very much loud and loud and proud uh and and they're both recruiting so um you just have to i had to keep that conscious and i also couldn't use um the existing characters so were you and delilah and other writers creators like george mann who did the Mist and fables mm -hmm. and ethan Sachs, who did doing the galaxy's edge comic were you guys able to work together in any way or were you mostly kept in your separate corners? we kept in our separate corners delilah and i did talk because it, because ours did take place on the outpost um i think that the comics take place before the events of galaxy's edge the ride um but Del since delilah's and i take place within that like six month period that they're on batu uh, we had to basically like make sure that our storylines were not at the exact same time. So she didn't blow up something that I needed later or I didn't, you know, I didn't use something that just didn't plain exist. Um, and it didn't, it ended up not mattering because her book takes place so much earlier, uh, in the, 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 the galaxy's edge timeline. And mine takes place like the epilogue is like down to the minute, you know? Um, and so, 
you get to see a little bit of that, a little bit of the what's what's happening on gal on on the outpost. I think you you kind of already answered this in a way, mm-hmm. but how does how does writing not only IP but IP where you are going to have an actual location that you get to visit that doesn't exist yet? Like how does how does that work? <laughs> because so I didn't get to go to Galaxy's Edge um, before, which was a travesty. But you know, it wasn't finished yet, so it, it's not like we could have done you know actually seen ogas or anything. We would have seen like. Here's some plaster and some metal. <laughs> um, say the question again. I'm sorry. So how does <laughs> it's okay? How does writing not like when you're doing obviously IP? Yeah, but then it's IP where there's where it, a real has, world location yeah. that's not real that you can't mm-hmm. actually visit yet. You know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people will go. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I think that that part I really wanted to get right because I I wanted to feel like when you actually go to the park, you can see like the wooden Wookiee and the creature shop. And obviously I created different characters that are not in the park, but um, they're like, oh, this person shift didn't start yet. It's another, you know, like it's a rotating cast. Um, And so I think for for me, the fun part was like putting in those Easter eggs so that if you don't get to, like, cause like going to Disney is expensive. And so that's why I haven't been there in 30, like 30 years of my life. Um, so, like, if you don't actually get to go right away, you can have this little piece of it and say, like, this is what it exists. And, like, I know that um, some people are, like, you know, like, oh, that's, like, propaganda. But I'm, like, yes, all of it is propaganda. <laughs> uh, and and why not give somebody the opportunity to experience Galaxy's Edge in a different way? Because when you're there, you only get one part of the story. You get the – you get Vimerati's, um narrative. Uh, but – when it comes to this book, you get to see how the locals live. And I think that expanding the world of, of the outpost, um, you get to see like how people grow up, how people uh, exist day to day, because it like it is like a, we're trying to create a living place. And Batu is very much a place that was built on ruins. So you have the ruins of the ancient civilization, and then you have the um, – the uh, the petrified trees. So like, it's it's a society that's literally built on the past. Um, and like, there are different kinds of people who go. Um, people who are like trying to run away, or people who are trying to start over, or people who are just hiding, um, and or just passing through. And so, what is it? What is like? What does Galaxy's Edge? What does Batu mean to everyone? Um, and it was fun trying to answer those questions in this book. So the arc, the book just came out this week, but arcs have been floating around for a couple months now. Yeah. Has anyone tweeted you yet and been like, I found this spot where Izzy and Jules do X or any of that yet? Um, some people have been, uh, somebody told me that they were walking around the park with the book uh-huh. to like, at, in places where uh, Izzy and Jules have gone. The, produ- the big ones are like the cantina and the creature stall. Um and so that was really cool because that's what I'm going to do when I go to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> and we're like, this is where this scene takes place. And, and this is where Izzy punched Jules. Um, <laughs> so how excited are you to go? I'm very excited to go. I am trying to pick out all the things I'm going to wear because it's going to be Florida at the end of August. <laughs> really good timing with that one. <laughs> uh, do you have what is number one? on the list of your places you want to go at Galaxy's Edge. My number one thing is Doc Onder's Den of Antiquities. I keep calling it Iniquities, but 
I know it's wrong. It makes me feel better. It would better. be a different kind of store. Every time I try to type his name, I just come up with Doc Ock at first, and I'm like, nope, that is Marvel. This yeah. Is, this is Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about for the cantina? What is number one on your list of the drinks you'd like to try there? Oh, so there is this drink, the Fuzzy Tauntaun. The Fuzzy Tauntaun. That's the drink that I want to have the most. Um... And I hope that it looks the way that I described it, because I know things change, but it's a bartender's choice. That was the one with, like, gold on it, Yeah, the gold lichen. Mm -hmm. That did sound really good. (laughs) Okay. So where was I on my list? Because I went crazy. Izzy and Jules. Yes, Izzy and Jules. Are they the cutest, or are they the actual cutest? (laughs) They're the actual cutest. So I know we we talked about this a little bit before, um... And I know you said you kind of had someone in mind, but for some of the authors in Star Wars fan cast, notably Claudia Gray, do you have any people in mind? For- so originally I didn't because, um, so in my head, he kind of looks like Tyler Posey, but not like, okay. you know what I mean? Like with like better hair, I guess. I mean, not that Tyler Posey doesn't have nice hair, he has nice hair, but <laughs> he had varyingly good hair in the pictures we looked at earlier. But right. Okay. Like, like, yeah. So... You know, I think he would be a, 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 a fan cast, maybe. And um, Camila Mendez from Riverdale, I would like for Izzy. Because um, she just looks angry. <laughs> like, she has, like, a pressing bitch face. <laughs> Which is the best face. I have that face, too. Um, yeah, so I think those would be my choices. Because I don't really know a lot of, like, the young actors in Hollywood uh, anymore. Because I just watch reruns of, of all my favorite shows. <laughs> so, um, I don't really actually have a question. I just wrote down, angry girls, exclamation point, soft boys, exclamation point. <laughs> I keep calling. So, when we were when we were putting the story together, one of the parameters that I was given is um, they wanted to reverse the, the, the archetype. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, instead of having, like, an angry space boy, you would have an angry space girl. And instead of having, like, a nice farm girl, you have, like, a soft space boy, uh, which is what Jules is, essentially. And and I was really um, I was really enamored with that idea because I feel like in my head I was like she's like young Han Solo and he's like Luke in in A New Hope. I'm yeah? on board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. She read it already. Um, so that's what I was going for. Um, I was I really wanted to have that that element and just see how how those two kinds of characters interact i feel like we could always use more angry girls in any sort of stories i might be slightly biased but you know (laughs) uh let's see so you said takes place in a single day yes um that was hard (laughs) yeah that was gonna be a question is like obviously you are well versed in writing romance stories but that's a very very busy day for them there's a lot going on i know i had to so what i did was i did two outlines um, and I, I use the hero's journey, uh, for all of my books. Um, but I also use, looked at the Maureen Murdoch, the heroine's journey as well. Um, and I made two outlines, one for Izzy, one for Jules. And then I alternated most chapters. Sometimes I just had to have Jules back to back or Izzy back to back. Um, and it doesn't matter as long as, as long as the story outline is being told. Um, and I think that I needed to tell that story because we need the dra- the dramatic irony throughout the narrative, um, because we like misinformation in romantic comedies. Yeah. 
<laughs> a little bit going yeah. on there. And twice. so with this book, um, I was actually given the option of whether to have it end happily or not. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm not Claudia Gray. So. <laughs> Who amongst us? <laughs> I love Claudia. She's my goddess. Like, I love her. She's my favorite Star Wars writer. But I was like, you know what? I'll be the nice one. <laughs> one of the, one of the actual, so one of my favorite notes from story group in this book was there's a scene with a stormtrooper and uh, somebody in story group, no, somebody from Imagineering said, this is a little nice for a stormtrooper. So I had to mean it up. And, um, and so my new middle name is, my, my new name is Zoraida, too nice for a stormtrooper, Cordova. <laughs> Please sign all of your copies of yeah. books like that today. <laughs> My hand's gonna hurt. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's what I had that's what I had going for. <laughs> were there any favorite Star Wars or non-Star Wars Easter eggs you were able to work into the story? Um, so the speeder I think is technically uh, the kind of speeder that Luke used. Mm-hmm. It's like they're like in the 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 mock-ups I was given, it's like Tatooine speeder. Um, and I know it has like numbers and stuff like that. I, I you know, I, I originally wanted to put the Falcon there because the Falcon exists on the on the outpost um, early, like during the ride. But um, because it didn't line up with another storyline, they were like, you can't have the Millennium Falcon here. It's fine. Uh so I try to put that Easter egg in. There, there there's currently, I think, I think is it Book Wars? Who's, what was the video that I showed you? Earlier? Star Wars Explains. Star Wars Explains has a video up, which is like 50 Easter eggs that are in the in the book that you might recognize from either Legends or from uh, Galaxy's Edge or from like just the universe in general. Um, a lot of the, some of the creatures, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't allowed to use Porgs, which I was oh. destroyed. Wait, we forgot Leia Porgana. Oh, Where is she? There she is. Okay. Right All right. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> so yeah. So I there were things that I wasn't allowed to use. Things that I I I was given the freedom to do. And it was honestly very interesting because I thought that it was going to be super tight. Like I was like they're going to put a lot of like you know rein you in. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you can get like it's not that you can get away with a lot of stuff. It's that the Lucasfilm really prides itself on creating, on like expanding the galaxy. And the only way that you expand the galaxy is by having different points of views and different, different kinds of authors. So I got to create my own moons, my own planets, my own creatures, um, and, and add that to Star Wars. Um, and that is like a very singular experience that I've had, uh, that I, that I was able to have with this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's someone, one of my friends is was live tweeting her read of the book last night, <laughs> and she pointed out something that I looked at, and if we have to pretend I didn't ask you this question, all of us will agree that this question was not asked. Oh no. <laughs> is there a dude dressed in green who may or may not yell about cabbages? Was that a <laughs> deliberately? <laughs> what? Is that a... <laughs> she pointed out there's a line about some guy with like a wheelbarrow of green vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Green. Was that deliberate? Please tell me that was deliberate to Avatar. No, it wasn't. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> the cabbage man does not live. Okay. 
No, that was an accident. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we can pretend like it was. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's I didn't I didn't notice it. It was until my friend went and went, cabbages on her live tweet that I went, huh. <laughs> um so I know you said you couldn't there was like no pre-existing characters in all moment, but was there anyone in particular you were like, oh, I just really, really wanted to work them in, but like, and if you I had wanted to work, I wanted to work in uh, Chewy because they have a shop called the Wooden Wookie, and it's only a face, like so, like you're not actually, they're not actually going to make a store. Um, but apparently, Oga has an ex-boyfriend who is a Wookie, and Oga's oh, like yeah. she's like the mob boss of the outpost. And her ex was was a Wookiee, and that's the reason why there there's a two drink minimum for Wookiees at the cantina. So like, if you're a Wookiee, you have to walk in and you just like double fist your drinks, like because she's just like she's just like mad. <laughs> and I think in their backstory, they make up eventually. But I think there's a two drink maximum on everyone for right now in the cantina. No got- minimum. Oh oh. <laughs> Oh, that's special. I think it's I think it's minimum, right? Okay. Like we're so that he, you know, pay up if you want to be in here, Wookies. So I like imagine Chewie being in there and just being so confused and like this is discriminatory. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <Toby> be specious. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I think that I, I really wanted to work, work him in, especially if the Falcon was there because he would be there with all his porgs. That would be so good. So many porgs. Okay, rapid fire. Don't think about these too hard. Okay. Favorite character in Star Wars? Cassian Andor. Planet to live on. Alderaan before it blows up. (laughs) Good caveat. Uh, Shop to visit at Batuu. The creature stall. I'm probably allergic to everything, but I'm allergic to cats. I know, but it's real. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. They do have that really cool looking wolf cat. Yeah. That's actually kind of terrifying. But what if you what if you st- you take it and you adopt it and you bring it home with you? Okay, law cats are the only cats I'm not allergic to. Um, yeah, prob- the creature stall. Okay, yeah, lightsaber duel. What do you mean? What's your favorite lightsaber duel in Star Wars? Oh, oh, Ray and Kylo's. Yeah. Last Jedi one. Yeah, the Last yeah. Jedi one. Absolutely. Okay. I, I just rewatch that scene all the time. So good. I also like the memes where people put different kinds of music to it. It's wonderful. I think my favorite one is talk when they put toxic yes. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. That, it works really well. Yeah. That and then the uh, the Led Zeppelin song is. Yeah. Yeah. But that one was. Is it the immigrant song that they put to it? It's the yeah from yeah. Dora Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. I thought this one was going to be meaner, but it's not as bad. Cassie and her Poe. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Poe because he's alive. I mean nowhere we think until we find out what happens in Rise of Skywalker why would you say that (laughs) because I've I've been in this war since I was six years old (laughs) and I know what happens to characters I love They die. <laughs> they die. Um, so I actually have one. Uh, a, a question. Do you have any more rapid fire ones? Was that the last Go one? Go for it. Um, let's do Rise of Skywalker predictions. Ooh. Fake takes only. Like like super crazy like super ones? Super crazy. This is not real. Hmm. But people have nothing to do with the movie. 
Um, do we want to like get from the audience? Like, give us a. I would. I would also a, like from the audience. My prediction is um, Han Solo is going to come back as a Force ghost and haunt Kylo Ren like the ghost, like the dad ghost from Macbeth. <laughs> And or the guy from uh, Indiana Jones, you have chosen. Holy. <laughs> I don't know if this one's like completely off the bat, but like I just really want it to happen. I want Force Ghost Luke and Force Ghost Anakin to just like bother the crap out of Kylo the entire so time. So literally, and just we, just want, we just want Kylo no. haunted. Yes. <laughs> and for him, to, for them to mess around with Kylo in front of Hux and Hux just to be like, what the heck are you doing? What's happening? Why? So and shut up, Bill Weasley. <laughs> Armitage is doing. No, he's done everything wrong in his life. Ooh. Actually, no. You know who needs one is Ray because she keeps doing the same X over thing. I want to be like, girl, the galaxy is wide. Let's go somewhere. She hasn't had time to explore. She's, she's had, had a year. Fun. Listen, she's had a whole year. If Finn can, like, get that outfit going on, then I think Ray can find something. Some color, like, something. Right? And just stop with full sleeves. That's why she needs full sleeves. Yeah. I want her to be warm. I'm concerned. Yes, no bras in space. Thank you, George Lucas. (laughs) So, do you guys have any uh, fake Star Wars takes for the Rise of Skywalker? Or just name a character? Yes. Sokatano shows up, full god mode, trains everyone, defeats all the bad guys. Everyone's happily ever after. I would love this. That would be a great, great one. Uh, the ghost of Palpatine. Uh, Hold on. If the word is, if the word bald comes out of your head, I will not. Shaves Kylo's head, kills his hair. No. Then motivates Kylo to join Rey and the others to defeat Palpatine once and for all. <laughs> what? No. No. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Do, do, hair is a good motivator. <laughs> you got that from your father, okay? And you killed him anyway. Um, all right. Anybody else? Fake <laughs> uh, Star Wars. I feel like I haven't come up with anything like truly wild for this yeah. one. I had one about like that. Ray is actually a droid. <laughs> An LMD? No, wait. Hold on. Wait. It's not a LMD. Clone. So a while back when people were coming up with like the who are raised parents things, I was like, all right, guys, Shmi Skywalker had a second child. I wish. You never knew. And Ray is her granddaughter. Wow. You asked for crazy. Yeah. I actually. Mm, she's an android. Ray Palpatine. No. <laughs> yes. No. I, I honestly think that that's that. I mean, maybe. But um, I want her to be a Kenobi. <laughs> But that ship sailed because he just aged so badly in 19 years. <laughs> Listen, if you had to um, live on Tatooine, you would also age badly. That's very true. I do like sand, though, so it's different. <laughs> but it's exfoliant. <laughs> so usually I could do that whole, not like here, everything's soft and smooth with a straight face. And then you couldn't, couldn't no, do it. No, no. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any questions? questions? That was Rob's point next. <laughs> yes. Promise this is a serious question. Okay. Uh, serious questions only. If you could write a Star Wars novel set in the distant past before Phantom Menace, 
or in the future after Rise of Skywalker, which would you choose and what would the premise and characters be? Um, honestly, I would want to write a, a, a sequel to this book with the same characters and just see, like, where are they now? Um, because the galaxy is going to change so much uh, between, you know, we saw that time period after... Um, uh, already happened we've seen it happen multiple times so like after the period of war we have what, what's happening in the downtime who's still fighting because people are still fighting even if you don't see it like you don't just like win a war and that's it everything's like hunky-dory like things are still um in in so they're still going to be fraught um and so what happens to the resistance who becomes the leader and i think that those those narratives would be super cool to write because the question the real question is going to be have they learned anything from the last couple of wars? And the answer is going to be no. But people never learn. Yeah. Um, but it, I think it would still be interesting to see, like, what happened to the Jedi? Who is the new generation of Jedi? Um, and, and, and what are we going to do to, like, bring, to bring peace to the galaxy and, like, maybe fulfill this goddamn prophecy that's Can haunted us for a million years? Can we start by punching... Damar in the face. Yeah. Cool. Damar is the ex-boyfriend in this book. He's the worst. He's the worst. He's so bad I couldn't remember his name. Because that's how <laughs> awful he is. Like, I just wanted to, like, wipe him from my memory and just be like, you go away. Yeah. You don't deserve this. Yeah. You don't deserve to be, breathe the same air Somebody as Somebody was like, he's such, a, he's such a realistic, hateable character. Is he based on one of your ex-boyfriends? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and? He's not. Oh, okay. He really isn't. I've just known a lot of terrible people <laughs> I used to work in service and at a bar, and so he might be, like, a composite of, like, ex-people mm. um, who, like, guys who used to come to my, my club. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. What inspired you to have, basically, have someone who leaves and then comes back? Like, uh, what, what got you So, the question, so, for me, the, this book is, like, exploring this new planet was kind of asking the question, who lives here? Who lived here? Um, and the way to figure that out is to have a character who never left and a character who left, um, and getting to know Batu from those two perspectives, from somebody who has already seen the galaxy and somebody who has like Jules has only seen the galaxy from the items in Doc's shop and from the, tr the people that come in the docking bays and, like, go to the cantina for a drink. And so that's his only experience. It's like being from a small town. So this is my only experience with the wider galaxy, whereas, like, Izzy's, like, I'm from the city. I'm cultured, you know? <laughs> but she's not. Um, and so that was my reasoning behind that. And also asking, the, like, trying to figure out what home means to people. Um, and Jules and Izzy are both people that are in search of home um, and trying to figure out. And they both go about answering that in destructive ways. And I think that in real life, like, we're always looking for where we belong and what does that mean? And is home actually people? Um, like in Thor Ragnarok, right? Like, you know, um, Asgard is, is not a place, it's a people. And so what, it, like, that, that should be the same question for, like, your home, I think. Mm -hmm. Can I have Izzy's jackets? Because they were cool. Yes, they were so cool. I was like, I just want a girl with leather jackets. Um, yeah. She has the coolest. Yeah, you can have that. You can have yes. her closet jackets, yes. How does the process work for getting the contract to write these books? Like, do you approach them? Do they they approached me for this book. Um, I know that sometimes in publishing, when it comes to larger IPs like that in worlds that exist, um, an IP just means intellectual property, and 
um, sometimes you can have your agent say, like, my client is interested in writing a Star Wars. Um, but for me, uh, I honestly attribute my involvement in the Star Wars world to Twitter. And I don't know if this is real or not, um, but I tweeted one time, I want to write a YA Poe Dameron novel where he goes around the galaxy like kissing a bunch of people and i definitely didn't you not use the word kissing but um <laughs> but you know i remember this week <laughs> and but then like some literally later that evening uh an editor from del rey emailed my agent and said we heard zoraida is a big star wars fan which she be- <laughs> <laughs> that she- means the editor i'm thinking what's it what's with her tongue Liz, yeah. um, <laughs> would she be interested in writing a, a Star Wars sh- a short story for from a certain point of view? And so from there, it just my name, you know, got like was was in in the pot for when they pick projects, I guess. Um, and I'm really thankful that my brand has become so that when you think who can write a space why a romance, somebody thought of me. Uh, and you know, that was very fortunate with that. But so it's either that it's either that an editor already knows you as a writer and knows you, you know, your work. Um, or it's that your agent approaches the house, um, or the imprint and says, my client is interested in this. Um, and so it works both ways. Yeah. If you haven't read from a certain point of view, you should pick it up because not only is the writer's story amazing, but it's a really cool anthology. Yeah, it's 40 stories, and I think it's 42 authors. 43. 43 authors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really cool. More questions? Yeah. I've got another one. Yeah. While people are thinking. All right. This actually came from someone um, uh, in a Tasha Station Slack. You have to plan a heist. Okay. Your team can be five Star Wars characters. Who do you pick? Okay. Who do I pick? Yeah. Who's 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 your team? Who's your lineup? Okay, my lineup is any era. Lando. Yeah. Okay. Um, Leia. Yeah. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Jules. No, I'm gonna pick. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Jules. Okay. Um. I was like, do I want L three or do I want R two? But the problem with like L three is that. She'll just like start a revolution in the middle of the heist. So it's a good distraction. <laughs> and she can use. Wait, did we see her use the plaster? No, we didn't. Yeah. No. Did we saw. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll go with R two. Okay. Because he's indep- He's an independent thinker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, da 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 da. Ahsoka. Okay. I'm really surprised you did not say Cassian anywhere in there. You know, I, was waiting for I it. would be distracted. So. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> and you have to, you can't fall in love with your con, okay? Mm. <laughs> oh, you're conning him now. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good Is turn. he your mark? My, he's my mark. Yeah. Cassian's the mark. <laughs> I'm not saying you should write this book, but maybe you should write this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, does anyone else have any questions you guys want to ask? Clearly, absurd is fine. <laughs> Um, I would be like, oh my god, I'm in space. But I think that I would join up with the rebels. You know? Um, I think that 
part of part of what what uh, what I ke- what I kept going back to when I was writing um, a crash of fate was the decision to like you you're you can choose what side you belong to um and i would i would definitely make that choice and then like try to like find find somebody cuz they're everywhere right like find an outpost or something and 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 join up um i think it was it wasn't finalized in the theme park it, there were ports in the original sketch Okay, they did give me they did give me a reason. Um, I was like, it was a fake reason, but this is a real reason. Um, the real reason was that uh, the Millennium Falcon hadn't really landed yet to put the porgs on the planet. <laughs> so not indigenous. <laughs> yeah. So <Yes. laughs> they're just gonna take over. Actually, that's what happens. A hundred years from now, yeah, porgs run. Oh, the world. you know what I do want to try when I'm there? We have green milk and blue milk. Ooh, on the planet. Which do you think you're it gonna looks, like more? Actually, the green milk doesn't even look green. It photoshops. It it takes it photographs yellow. So I'm really worried about this like mermaid milk. Yeah. I keep calling it mermaid milk because I forget what those things are actually called. Oh, uh, the siren something. That was siren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. <laughs> now I really don't want to try the green milk. <laughs> I will. I will be. I will take that one for you. Okay, I'll take thank that you one for the team. This is this is friendship right yeah. here. <laughs> Trying the green milk. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone else? Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for coming. I think a round of applause is <laughs>